Hi, and welcome to Hack Your Brain with Meditation. My name is Josh Bashinsky. I've been meditating for over 20 years. I have a master's degree and PhD ABD in some neuroscience, psychology, and a lot of philosophy. I have a TED Talk called The Future of Google Search and Ethics. And I have three black belts, and I've been doing internal Asian-based martial arts for 30 years, replete with many meditative techniques. And I'd like to show you the secrets I've learned and the amazing ways we can hack our brain through the latest knowledge through neuroscience and the ancient secrets of meditation. Quick announcement today, app.meditationassistant.com is up. It's my meditation assistant that I had programmed based on all of my principles. It's free to use. Go to app.meditationassistant.com and you'll get a guided meditation that organically teaches you all the concepts you need to know and leads you through meditation to enlightenment in the comfort of your own home or on your phone or wherever you want to do it. It's usually best done with earphones because uh, there's a musical component. That's very important. Uh, but go ahead and check it out and maybe one day I'll give a a bit of a promo here on the show. I would like to get directly to a meditation lesson today. And the meditation lesson today I would like to go over is self-hypnosis. Uh, self-hypnosis is a very powerful brain hack uh, that we can use to try and calm ourselves down, but also to lift ourselves up, to get that good balance of emotions that you want to have. Uh, not, too, not too sleepy and not too excited, just right in the middle, a calm... Uh, relaxed and uh, being able to respond, a relaxed respond. That's what meditation is trying to get you to. It's trying to get you to be enlightened. It's trying to get you to be soulful. It's trying to get you to be mindful, but it's trying to get you, uh, if you're too too up, it's trying to bring you down into an equilibrium. If it's too low, depressed or whatnot, it's trying to bring you up into an equilibrium. So we can channel all that nervous energy and all that emotion and all of your feelings and pangs and longings into something productive and hack your brain and hack your body to get improved uh, cognition, improved emotion, and improved physical acuity. And so self-hypnosis is one of these wonderful brain hacks that I've discovered. And so let's go through it. So you'll want to go back and, and listen to the previous lessons, one to four, I believe. I think this is lesson five. And uh, because now we're going to start building on some of those concepts. So the self-hypnosis, what I call the command method, basically it's, it's telling yourself this or that. It's saying this is wrong, don't think that, or, or this is correct, you know, believe this, you know, or, or just feel, feel something, feel something. Now, many people when they're in an agitated state or a state that they don't want to be in, they tell themselves a million times that it's okay, there's no need to be nervous, but the limbic system and the neocortex or the higher reasoning functions of the brain, they just don't connect for some reason. They're not talking to each other and that's the very problem with someone like me who has anxiety disorder or depression. PTSD of course works in there and many kind of OCD or some kind of neurological problems are in there. Of course I'm not boiling them all down to the same thing, but I think there is a limbic neocortex disconnect. Because in healthy people, they go to a horror movie, the horror movie finishes, and they say they think, oh, that's done, and they immediately feel fine. <laughs> that doesn't happen for people like me. Uh, and so I think there's clearly a, for whoever has got a neocortex limbic system disconnect, these particular brain hacks that I've devised and uh, pulled from neuroscience, pulled from psychology, pulled from ancient philosophy, and uh, pulled from Buddhism and put all together, I'm hoping that will help you tremendously with these kinds of problems. And so the key is we need to get your mind back into a state where when your conscious rational mind says, we're not in danger, everything's fine, you can relax now. 
The limbic system goes, oh, okay, and listens, and then ramps down. No longer, you're no longer agitated, or if you're agitated, you're no longer in a, a fight or flight or freeze decision that's going to be bad. You could be excited. You could be happy. You could be elated. There's many positive pathways that come out of the fight or freeze, the fight or flight or freeze uh, uh, kind of mechanism, right? When you get agitated enough that the limbic system needs to make an appraisal, some form of decision, loosely loosely based on uh, loose parameters, not with any kind of representative thought oversight. And that's the problem, is that the more the limbic system gets removed from that representative thought oversight, the more problems we can start having on the limbic side. So you need to have the representational brain start affecting the limbic brain. Your representational brain, your thoughts need to affect your feelings. Your, represent your representational brain over here is going to start affecting your limbic system, and it's going to literally make you stop feeling the feelings you are feeling. The representational brain is going to start making the limbic system feel different things. And that's the whole idea of what we're trying to go for. But there has to be some prerequisites that are done. So the first thing that I think is important in this step-by-step -step process is you need the Buddhist readiness. You need to have been doing spin the clouds or breaking the clouds. And you need to have that Buddhist feeling of, uh, see how relaxed I got when I started doing it? You need to have that Buddhist feeling of readiness, that Buddhist feeling of, okay, I've kind of turned on the Buddhist system and it's kind of partly spinning clouds and breaking clouds and interrupting what's going on. And now we are making oneself receptive to possible commands from the frontal parts of the brain to the limbic parts of the brain. The other thing that we need to do is bilateral stimulation. Bilateral stimulation is sti stimulating one side of the brain to the other side of the brain, or following my finger across the screen. We're stimulating one side of the brain to the other side of the brain. Or you can tap one side on one side. It doesn't have to be the head. It can be hands. It could be, you can have them in your lap. You can tap your, your right thigh, left thigh, right thigh, left thigh. This is stimulating the whole brain in action. It's doing a whole bunch of things, actually. But the most important is that uh, there is some neuroscience to show, and this technique is used in EMDR and post-traumatic stress disorder um, remedies and uh, therapies, that it's getting the limbic system to process. It's that um, stubborn limbic system that is causing a problem for so much of us. And sadly, it's like a scared child that is just stuck in a certain state, and it's without the benefit of representational thought. And so this is going to try to coax it out, try to coax it to be more receptive to representational thought. As I said, if you're going to feel a yawn, let the yawn happen. Don't stifle any yawns. I know it might look funny with me, my mouth wide open, and in the middle of a yawn, I'm sure many funny memes could be made out of it. That's fine, I don't care. As long as people see me yawning and they yawn too, as they're doing the bilateral stimulation, either with the toes I taught a few weeks ago, under the chair, they can squish your toes. 
That also might have some effect on the adrenal gland and getting it to settle down too, because there's a nerve plexus behind the toes there, as I mentioned, that attaches up into the adrenal gland uh, of higher up in the body. So you see, it calms you down, it puts you in a more receptive uh, state to suggestion. Now, that's what you want, because you're going to be the only one suggesting anything to yourselves at this moment. And all you're going to be suggesting are things that are true or factual that the rest of your body and brain can believe. Like, for example, there's no need to be nervous or scared right now. I'm perfectly safe here in my office. And we have two different modes of commands. We have appraisals, where we literally try to get the brain, the limbic system, to appraise something different. Change your mind, limbic system. Make a new decision. Appraise differently. Appraise this. Appraise that. And I've uh, experimented with this method, and I've had some tremendously incredible results. I think it's related to what people are doing when they psych themselves up and they walk over the fire coals. Or they psych themselves up and they are able to uh, endure tremendous amounts of pain. I think this is the same kind of pathways, but we're not going to be doing that. Don't worry, there's no pain. There's no danger. Uh, all there is is healing and remedies. There's All there is is healing and remedies here. There's no danger whatsoever. And we're going to be trying to remind our limbic system of this. You know, when you are safe, hopefully you are truly safe. Uh, and, of course, this meditation is not going to work so well if your eyes are telling you differently or your minds are telling you differently and you're worried about a certain kind of factoid. You can command yourselves. In those situations, there's three things you can do. You can just do the Buddha spin the clouds and crush the clouds and other met techniques I haven't quite shown you yet and just reduce the emotions completely in focus and get, uh, and get your mind focused again. I've done it multiple times. Uh, I've done it through very stressful, uh, um, traumatic situations. Uh, my mother passed away recently, and I was there with her uh, beside her bed. And that's how I was able to calm myself down and focus and be present and was able to be there with her in her final moments uh, while she was committing doctor-assisted suicide from a very painful leukemia. As you can imagine, it was very traumatic, but meditation was able to completely calm me down and keep me focused and present and there and mindful and soulful for her in her final moments. That's a fact. I'm not lying. So I know that this meditation works. And there's been other very traumatic and stressful situations with family members that I was able to use this and just completely calm right down so that the representative brain could be engaged, fully engaged, so I could respond in the most optimal way. And that's really the truth of the brain hack that you want. Now, I need to process all this later on, of course. That's different. There is the Zen methods of using kind of Buddhist techniques to bubble it away or uh, crush it or spin everything down until it's gone, reduce it. Then the two I want to talk about, I've talked a little bit about that in past lessons, and we will talk much more about all this going over the weeks. But in the two methods I want to talk about today, you would literally say to yourself, appraise differently, appraise calm, appraise safe, appraise contained, appraise secure. 
And I like using the word appraise because in the English vernacular, it doesn't have much of a connotation. Outside of psychology, and some only some branches of psychology, psychology is highly bifurcated, actually. You could have a psychologist of this stripe, and they don't even really talk to or even know the, lang the lingo of psychologists of this type. So I've been told by other psychology PhDs. So when I say appraise, some psychologists out there may be like, I've never heard of that before. But it is a vernacular used uh, more in the emotional discourse, uh, discourse of uh, philosophy of emotions or psychology on emotions, some uh, Beccaria, Beccara and Damasio kind of areas like that. They're talking about appraising, the limbic system appraising, making an appraisal. And so that's why I chose that particular word, because it's apt, it meant something to me. It's, it's not a, a rational decision. It's the limbic system deeper, deeper into that brain, right in there. And the amygdala making an appraisal, a, a fight or flight or freeze kind of judgment. Judgment very loosely. Because again, there's no representative thought to correct the judgment or, or to make a judgment upon. It's just, uh, you know, all base animals do this. Uh, frogs, uh, you know, just it turns a little bit more shadow over them and they jump. They, that, that was appraised as, as potentially danger. Um, so there's no content there. There's no, there was no predator. There's no reason they had to jump. They just did, boink, because the, a tiny little variation in their sensory uh, uh, phenomenon uh, was appraised by their little limbic systems as in the fight or flight or freeze to flight. Boink. And so that's the same little, our little froggy limbic system is exactly what we need to get back working in order and uh, get, uh, use our brain hacks to get control of. So you can appraise safe, you can appraise calm, you can appraise secure, you can appraise contained. Try and find the, there's going to be a magic keyword there. Appraise liked, appraise good, you know, whatever is bothering you, the depression that's bothering you, whatever the uh, anxiety that's bothering you, the cause of it, there's going to be words there that are going to help you. Now, this method alone is not going to be enough to conquer anxiety, as we all well know. Anyone with anxiety has sat there telling themselves, I'm safe, I'm fine, relax. To no avail, sadly. That's what it means to be clinical in that regard, in my opinion. As opposed to normal people where, where you know, oh, there's a bear. Oh, it turned around and went away. Oh, okay, I'm safe. No, fine. You know, woof, woof, their, their blessed limbic systems ramp right up, and then it goes right back down, and they're fine. They're like, oh, okay. To people with anxiety disorder or those kinds of limbic-related issues, you know, we ramp up and we will be here for the rest of the day wondering where the bear go, you know. We need to be able to get a little bit more Buddhist control of the limbic system so that we can issue appraisals. And the bilateral stimulation as well, which, which is also a self-hypnosis technique of the stimulating the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. With this visual technique, or you can listen to music that goes of alternating beat in your mind, uh, I'm sorry, in your ears, and therefore you hear it in your consciousness, or the toes that I've been talking about, which I've been doing under the table the whole time. This can all calm you down and or uh, get you relaxed and ready and receptive. So that's a positive command. That's issuing a truth, uh, some kind of proof positive. It's saying, Appraise safe. 
Another way of doing it is saying now. Either praise is a word, or now, the word now. A very wonderful human being who was my therapist for a number of years, and now I count her as a friend who is also a neuroscientist uh, in, in town here where I live in Victoria. Uh, she taught me a very powerful brain hack, and uh, uh, it is that the limbic system, again, has no representative thought, no representative model. It's not conscious thought in the way you structure and understand information. And you do. You understand an uh, incredible amount of information simultaneously with your beautiful processing brain, which is the most complex uh, structure we've ever found in the universe so far. But the limbic system doesn't have the benefit of, of a temporal uh, 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 classifier. It gets revved up into danger, 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 and it doesn't get unstuck. And one way to help unstick it is to tell it now. It's safe now. Relax now. Safe now. Right now is fine. Today is fine. This moment is fine. Was was fine. Was bad, but now it's good. Now everything's fine. Everything's good now. Instead of trying to speak in universals, like I'm safe, that universal is maybe too abstract for the limbic system to fully engage on and be coaxed by the representative brain to make a new appraisal. So if you really try to connote the meaning of now to the limbic system by literally saying it and adding it in these sentences you're telling yourself in your head, that has an extra hook. And I believe it is true. I don't know if she had any actual uh, neuroscientific uh, basis of this. I'm sure she did. Uh, she's uh, highly scientific. She's a scientist. Um, so I can't speak to any actual experiments, and I know I've done this, but I know I experimented it on myself, and it has worked for me. And so I hope it'll also work for you. And so you could say safe now, appraise safe, or safe now, good now, fine now, relax now, solace now, easy now. You know, all the different adjectives until one of those adjectives, that they're all synonyms, they're all of related meanings, but finally one of those semantics really works on you and, and speaks to you, meaning it really triggers the limbic system. That's what it means when people say it speaks to you. It triggers the limbic system. And those different, by cycling through the different synonyms and the different words with now and appraise this, and also practicing everything else that I mentioned, that can start to have a more profound effect on affecting your, your limbic system. All those are all the positive methods where you're supplying information. You're supplying information to the limbic system so that hopefully you're coaxing it to make a new appraisal. That indeed you are safe now. And it goes, oh, okay. Okay, I'll ramp down a little bit. Well, safer now? Okay. I'll ramp down a little bit more. Okay, Josh. The other way is a complete opposite way. It works on the same principles. Sometimes we can use other emotions to counter previous emotions. We could knock the limbic system, which has like almost like a piece of gum stuck into the fear state. We can hit it with a hammer with the words in the hammer until it flicks and sticks into another state that sometimes it likes being in. Say, let's say anger. Uh, we can use the bad habit of you abusing yourself with, by holding yourself to too high standards and the anger and the rage that that might cause uh, that you're just not better yet and you think you should be which is a whole nother issue which we'll talk about in other times and you probably should be talking to a therapist about and you definitely shouldn't be beating yourself up. 
you should be good and relaxed and calm with yourself and patient with your recovery or any of your processing of any emotions. And we all know this is to be true, whether you want to admit it right now or not. But that all aside, we can try and use those emotions to knock out the fear emotion. So I get prone to be angry, <laughs> sadly. Uh, um, and so, uh, especially at things that are not true or, or not good enough or not, you know, from about myself on that, I should be better, you know, uh, you know, perfectionism, blah, 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 blah. So I can also use that. I can be, you know, uh, I can speak almost internally to that fear as if it's a person or it's a, it's an interlocutor I'm debating with using all these same methods, the bilateral stimulation, the Buddhist kind of receptive state. And I can say wrong now. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a invisible proposition that I am in danger, that the limbic system is always believing, which is just false. It's just simply false. I am not in danger right now. I couldn't be safer at this very moment. Hopefully there's not an earthquake and the house doesn't collapse on me right now. See, if that's what the, that's what the, that's what the anxiety disorder does, right? It starts, you know, my creative brain starts thinking of, well, maybe you live, you live in the Pacific Northwest. They're prone to earthquakes, you know, any moment, you know. That's why we use these meditative techniques to, to, uh, to say, no, wrong now, safe now, wrong now, false now, incorrect now. And you can be stubborn. You can engage stubbornness instead. You can, you can engage uh, even a little bit of anger at, towards that emotion instead. And again, I'm not a trained psychologist. Some psychologists might be listening to this and be like, no, that's the worst thing to do. I don't know. All I know is these brain hacks. I definitely don't, I'm not saying you should stay in an angry state all the time. And I'm definitely not saying that that's healthy. Definitely not. But if it's not healthy for me to just be scared all the time either. And if I can use a little bit of anger, if I can coax that, a little bit of anger, and to talk to the exact invisible proposition that might just got my limbic system so, so spooked all the time. Yawning is the proof that it's bringing me down. It's calming me down. I'm feeling more relaxed after it. And when I'm saying, nope. Now, wrong now, false now, incorrect. And I can use the Buddhist spin and uh, tear the clouds to do the rest. So that's the lesson for today. I hope these new methods uh, also help you out. We've, should, we've gone over about 20 brain hacks now, maybe all together, 15, 20. Uh, I have more. I have way more to help you because uh, my anxiety was powerful. And so I had to devise many, many, many brain hacks. And so I want to help you with them. I want to give these to the world. If they've helped me, I want to help anybody else who's suffering with any kind of emotional malady. This will help with all different kinds of emotional maladies. And uh, I want to help you hack your brain and feel better. So again, app.meditationassistant.com is up and running if you don't like listening to the sound of my voice, you're going to like this meditation assistant a lot more. It's free to use right now. In the future, if I ever do charge for it, which I'm not sure I'm going to, uh, right now I'm filming in the coronavirus uh, uh, quarantine. That's why both my dinosaurs are wearing masks. I hope that was interesting. Uh, anyway, I hope the lesson helps you. And tune in next week for more meditative lessons. And I hope you are healthy and safe until then.